Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. I am Kai Graham and welcome to my podcast, Parent Toolbox, which is specifically designed to equip parents with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hey there, and welcome to another episode in the Parent Toolbox podcast. This series, we are talking all about the coronavirus. And in this episode, I'm talking about the work-life balance, which to me seems a bit of a misnomer because we're all working from home with kids running around and how we can actually maintain a work-life balance is beyond us. But what I am proposing to do is to give you 10 pointers that will hopefully create a calmer and more productive home life and work life whilst you are all residing under one roof. One mum said to me that she found it really hard because work had started to invade her home life and she said that she was finding it really hard to switch off and I think that's a big problem for many parents that are working out there. So I'm hoping that these 10 pointers will be able to sort of give you a step in the right direction. So let's get going. Number one, create a separate work area. I think the thing is, is that it's all very well sort of maybe sitting at the kitchen table or sitting with your laptop on your knee. But if your kids are seeing you as sort of, you know, one minute, a snappy mum that's trying to sort of have a conference call and then the next minute doling out snacks and um, trying to sort of placate sibling rivalry, then it's hard for the kids to actually find where that sort of segregation lies. So I think the trick is, is to have a separate work area so that your child knows that when you are at that desk or when you are in that corner of that room or when you are in a different room, if you're lucky enough to have the space, that is when you are non-contactable and when you are working. And I think the thing is, is that kids do need to understand that they need to play ball a bit. And it all depends. I I totally appreciate it. it all depends what age they are. But it's educating them and sticking to those boundaries that you set. So it might be sort of when the door is shut to the dining room, then mum is or mum or dad or are are not sort of interruptible unless of course the house is on fire but it really is as you it's it's defining those sort of those guidelines and those boundaries and so I mean what I, I saw sort of a, a picture of someone who's actually had set up her workstation at the ironing board but you know and it was as makeshift as it was it seemed to be really it was really effective because the kids realized oh okay when mum's at the ironing board so to speak when she's doing her work there then really come hell or high water we've got to stay away so one keep a separate whether it's a separate room a separate area in the house a separate whatever but keep a work area separate to family and that really helps number two break your day into bite-sized chunks it's that old saying that I say you know how do you eat an elephant 
and it's one bite at a time. Because if you look at the whole day, the whole day can feel very daunting for you if you know that you've got various work obligations to fulfill. But it's also a really long time for for younger kids especially. So it's a matter of sort of breaking it down. And and what I suggest, and this is a sort of this is um a revision technique that I offer to students as well, but it's use the Pomodoro method. You can go and Google it. I think it's Italian for tomato or something. The guy that created it used a timer that was actually shaped like a tomato. So hence that's what it's called. But it's basically do sort of 30, 40 minutes on and then maybe 20 minutes off. And it's sort of breaking down sort of what needs to be done. So maybe maybe you've got, um, you know, sort of a, a working day that's sort of quite, it's or a day that's quite work heavy. So I would suggest that you maybe write a timetable for that day and shove it on the fridge and say to the kids, right, well, whenever the big hand hits the six then you can sort of interrupt me or something along those lines so that kids understand when you are available and when you aren't so the pomodoro sort of gives you bite-sized chunks throughout the day and and probably with younger kids I would say 30 minutes is enough in fairness and it could I mean you you know we're, we're going to come to this in a minute but you've got to be realistic about the time that you can dedicate to sort of work whilst you are living with a sort of household of family but I would su- suggest maybe probably with younger kids 30 minutes is, is just suits their attention span if you're luckier to have o- older kids who sort of slightly get it then maybe 45 minutes so do the right you've got I've got 45 minutes of work and then we will have a break and you know you can ask for snacks and maybe you know it's a sort of 15 20 minute break for a couple of cycles and then maybe you've got to take an hour or so listen to me you've got to but maybe you choose to take an hour or so where you can give your child sort of undivided attention so it really is sort of breaking down your day into bite-sized chunks and let's face it one day is going to be very very different to another Point number three, accept that you're probably going to have reduced working hours each day, whether or not that is imposed through work or whether or not that is imposed to the fact that you have got sort of childcare, you know, responsibilities. By taking the foot off the pedal and by giving yourself a little bit of leeway, sort of relieving the pressure a bit. And I think the thing is, is that people that you're working with, whether it's bosses or colleagues, they totally get it because this is a situation that is global. You know, everyone knows that we are all in the same situation. So we are all cutting our cloth accordingly. So maybe you have, um, you know, maybe you're starting work later or maybe you are choosing to do a couple of your calls in the evening as long as everyone else is sort of able to play ball and um, you know your other colleagues or it doesn't affect them then accept that your working day is not necessarily going to be nine to five but you can find pockets of time that um, you can use more effectively in others one which you know is easy is when sort of the younger kids are asleep or when older kids are sort of you know doing something different so just that the nine to five norm is no longer um, cast in stone, really. Number four, seek support from others. 
you could be with an, uh, your other half, husband, wife, partner or whoever, and they too could be looking to need to do their work. So I would suggest maybe a rota system, if that's possible, where, you know, so one of you works and the, and the other one looks after the kids and then sort of hands over the baton afterwards, you know, after an hour or so, uh, so that you are able to um, dovetail with work and sort of family responsibilities. Another one is um, if, if you've got grandparents, I would say the majority of you sort of are, are, who, who do have grandparents are isolated from them at the moment. So see if you can get them online. See if the grandparents can play a role from afar and maybe read stories to the kids. Get them onto the sort of Harry Potter and see if granny or grandpa will read, you know, a chapter or two of, uh, of, of a preferably a really long book because then, um, you know, you, you, you've, you've got sort of, you've got the longevity of that. But you know, so to try and enlist support from sort of thinking slightly outside the box. So, I mean, you know, so whilst Granny is reading sort of four chapters of Harry Potter, that will give you the chance to get your marketing strategy sorted out or maybe do a conference call or whatever it is, bearing in mind that two or three conference calls might stretch your broadband. But it's it's a matter of just thinking slightly outside the box because that's a great way um, of getting... Um, your elderly relatives on board. Now, admittedly, if you're anything like me, you're nearly tearing your hair out to get your sort of mother on Zoom. But... We got there in the end and and the the benefits are legion. Um, And it also... It, it, it kills two birds with one stone because it helps the grandparents feel more involved in family life rather than being sort of, you know, ostracized in, in, in their sort of, um, in their little isolation. Number five, lists, 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 lists. Um, I, I don't know where I would be without all my lists. And I what I am finding specifically is if I haven't made a list for that day, then a lot of the stuff that I sort of mean to do doesn't quite get get done. Um, and it's amazing. I was so, you know, I've spoken to so many people who said, how on earth I've got so much more time and I'm not getting anything done. What's going on here? And I think the thing is, is that because, you know, it's, it's that old phrase sort of, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy woman. Um, this is the problem is that we, we are sort of lulled into that false sense of security of, oh gosh, we've got plenty of time and then absolutely nothing gets done. So what I would say is plan whatever you need to do and schedule it in the diary um, so that it does actually sort of, you know, crop up and it, it, it does become sort of, um, you know, something that you actually achieve. It, it becomes an action. Um, but talking of planning, let's go to number six is self-care. Because very often that is something that goes by the wayside. Um, many, many parents I'm saying, I'm hearing, they're just saying, I'm absolutely frazzled. I don't know what I'm doing. I've, I'm keeping the peace. I'm placating bosses. I've got, or I've got to get my sort of, you know, accounts in or whatever. And I've got sibling rivalry going on. The kids are taking chunks out of each other. And I am treading on eggshells and I'm at the end of my tether. So not only should you plan and, um, you know, sort of schedule work time, but please, please make time for self-care because, and I, I spoke on that in an earlier episode, I think it was episode four, if you do not look after yourself, you are bringing nothing to the table and the whole family suffers. So 
take care of your physical and your mental health. It's, it's paramount. Point number seven, just lower your expectations. Um, so many people are trying so hard to be sort of a perfect parent or a perfect career woman or a perfect this or a perfect that. And it ain't going to happen. Um, we are learning. We're learning by the trip and fall method. We are learning how to operate in these new, um, in this new environment. There are, there are different rules. They're changing by the minute. And we are sort of trying to adapt to an unknown at the minute. Um, we don't know what's going to be happening in the next two to three weeks. So just adjust your sales accordingly. So follow what I would say, practice your sort of your, your daily routine in baby steps. A bit like, cause I sort of said, you know, in, in point two, break it into bite-sized chunks, but it is, it is looking at how your family is thriving and blossoming, I, I hope it is, and if it's struggling, then look and see what can we take out of this? What can we, how can we reduce the workload? And it might be, let's just put a stop on ho homeschooling for a while. It might be, you know, listen, we just need to get out for a walk or let's, you know, to hell with it. Let's just have a movie, a movie-a-thon in the middle of the day, even though the sun's splitting the skies. You know, it's just what is going to suit you best. Lower expectations and do what you as a family need the most because it's it's different for every family. They are not under your roof. Everyone else who is on Instagram saying how wonderful their, their life is and look at all these wonderful rainbows we've painted, you know, one that's 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 great and if it works for other people that's fine but if you are struggling then go back to basics and just concentrate on taking one baby step at a time and if you got out of your jammies bravo and if the kids didn't shriek bravo and if they're living on monster munch for for bre breakfast well maybe we can change that sort of tomorrow but you know it's all about keeping our head above water and it's about taking baby steps so that you as a family are let's face it still talking by the end of all this point number eight I think the thing is is that what we tend to do is we say you know we we, we feel especially as women that we are masters of multitasking and yeah, I mean, I've been able to sort of, you know, sew on a button and do maths homework at the same time. And that's fine. That's great. But I think the thing is, especially in the fact that we are all living in close proximity, is that what we need to do is to be available 100% of the time. And that's point number eight. Be available 100% of the time or be available 100% on what you're doing, if that makes more sense. So if you are doing childcare, get off your phone, switch off your laptop and concentrate on the kids and give them 100% of your time. And then when it is time to do work, whether or not you are sort of planning your systems or whether or not you're sort of doing, you know, sort of broadcasts or, or whether or not you're sort of doing plans and scheduling, whatever you're doing there work-wise, then do that with 100% of your time. So 
and 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 you do need sort of the rest of the family to play ball here but it's it, what really sort of is is when when the cracks begin to show is when we're trying to juggle and you know so sort of we all know that if you if you sort of get a task and you you have a task to do and let's say it's likely to sort of take sort of 30 minutes if you sort of are multitasking and you're sort of juggling lots of other things, that sort of small task can sometimes take up to two hours because it's, you know, you're permanently taking your eye off the ball. When, you're, when you redirect your attention and then come back to that task, what happens? It takes you about 10 minutes to get back into your flow again. So, I mean, even if you do need to get an egg timer, um, just give whatever you are doing at that time 100% of your attention. Because that way, those things get done faster. It'll therefore reduce your working day. And it'll also give you the opportunity to give more attention to the kids um, when they need it. Number nine, practice patience. (laughs) Kai, you're having a laugh. Don't be so stupid. I'm crawling the walls here. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Um, But practice patience and go back to... um, I've I've got my 10 golden rules of parenting and a lot of that is in, in previous episodes and a lot of that is about practicing patience and understanding where um, the other person is coming from. But I don't mean just with other people, I mean with you as well. I think I've I've said a number of times, there is no such thing as failure, only feedback. But what we do need to understand is that Rome wasn't built in a day. And you you will have bad days. I mean, we all have bad days even before coronavirus, but somehow, you know, we sort of, we, I think we're less under, or more, more under the microscope now. And so we are expecting, um, you know, that many of the external distractions are no longer here. And so we are sort of doing a bit of navel gazing, which in itself can be very, um, it, it can be, it can cause great discomfort for some people when we actually start peering at ourselves. So practice patience on yourself and give yourself a break because, as I keep saying, we are doing the very best we can with the resources and the knowledge that we've got at the minute. But also practice patience with the little ones, and, well, and the big ones, if your other half's driving you mad, um, you know. It's, it's, this too shall pass and we will get through it. A trick is, is to focus on what you do want rather than what you don't want. So if you are, if if there are things that are annoying you, then divert your own attention to stuff that's good. If the kids are driving you mad and they're screeching and yelling rather than, oh my God, rather than sort of berating them for their bad behavior try and divert them oh I love it when you do that isn't it great oh where's that picture that you drew for me because it was so lovely could you do another one um go and ask granny if she'll do another episode of Harry Potter or whatever it is so that you are able to just probably turn down the heat sometimes because um when our mind sort of gets overactive and a bit sort of antsy then it's a matter of taking deep breaths and yeah practicing patience and finally number 10 be flexible um you know, you might find that, okay, the best, the, the, my best way of working is between, I don't know, the hours of um, 12 and 3 through in the day. 
Um, actually, that's, you know, I, I found that I work a lot better from 11 o'clock onwards. I do all my mental stuff. I do my journaling. I do my gratitude. I do my sort of meditation and all that sort of malarkey. I do yoga. And then I sort of feel sort of set up for the day. And my working day has now started at 11 o'clock. Will I take that on with me up? post-coronavirus? You bet I will. Um, so that's something that I have sort of found. And, and actually what's happened is, is I've gained a few more days in, uh, sorry, a few more hours in the morning. And yet still uh, my, my day has shortened, but I'm still able to get um, the same amount done. Yeah. So, you know, go figure. But be flexible. And maybe you might sort of find that, I don't know, someone else needs to use the broadband at a certain time or someone else is needing to stream you know maybe your teenager's wanting to do a movie and is streaming you know you have we all have to be flexible we all have to acknowledge that um everyone else has got sort of um their needs and their wants and maybe your day as i sort of said earlier you know sort of elongates or maybe it shortens or maybe you decide um that you're only going to work sort of two full days a week it doesn't matter what the rules are but what is important is that it works for you and maybe if you had a bad day yesterday get everyone around the kitchen table and go oh my goodness that was a disaster how the heck are we going to change it to so it's better today and someone might sort of say well could someone else cook or someone might sort of say, I don't like the way Granny reads Harry Potter. Or it might be, you know, whatever. It, it, it's sort of, you know, Mum, it really doesn't work you doing the doing your work on the ironing board in front of the telly. I mean, this is this is what we need to sort of work out. We need to be flexible so that we are understanding everyone else's needs, um, whilst also um, sort of trying to fulfil our own. So um, have a look and go back. Uh, let, let's run through that. Uh, we'll, I'll run through the 10 golden rules again for you. But it's number one, have a separate work area. Number two, break your, break your day into bite-sized chunks. Number three, accept there might be different working timetables. Number four, enlist support. Number five, plan and schedule. Number six, prioritize self-care. Number seven, lower your expectations. Number eight, be available 100% of the time. Number nine, practice patience. Number 10, be flexible. I think that's actually the, the, there's an irony there because, you know, when I say be flexible, I think a lot of kids love, love, love routine. So what you might have to do is ha just have uh, this is the way today's going to operate and just have a timetable or a, or a guideline for them um, that is going to, you know, that sits on the fridge. And maybe you have to sort of sit down every day and sort of go, right, this is the way this day is going to work. Or maybe it happens sort of, you know, at the beginning of the week and you go, well, Monday is going to be a busy day for me work-wise, so therefore it's, you know, going to be a lot of craft for the kids or a lot of movies for the kids or whatever. But um, kids do love routine or more to the point, they like certainty. So um, this is why it's the importance of planning and scheduling. This is why it, there's the importance of bite-sized chunks is so that everyone knows what is expected. Because once we start having boundaries and once we start having the guidelines to stick to, then 
I think that makes a lot makes everyone a lot easier and they know what's expected of them. So I hope that helps. And um, in the meantime, as always, this comes with much love from me to you. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.